newsletter and this is the August 30th 2023 newsletter called the back to school scaries so this is the first week back for traditional calendar public schools here in Durham North Carolina and I am reflecting on this time of year when the tectonic plates of summer challenges crash into school year hurdles I'm coming to understand that one is not necessarily easier than the other. They are just changing details around the same systemic failures. Our society is set up around the detached from reality assumption that there's always a parent around to supervise, coordinate, chauffeur, enrich, and drop everything at a moment's notice to fill in the gaps. That doesn't ever change with the seasons. As I get into the groove of our family's school year with a Google Calendar that already looks like a rainbow vomit, I am reminded of the quote from Anya Kamenetz shared a few weeks ago. She, she said, priorities are like hands. If you can say you have more than two, you are either lying or you're crazy. So I am taking this mantra into the new school year, which will mean setting boundaries around my family's time saying no to a fair amount of things, and remembering what our society considers normal is actually way too much most of the time. A few weeks ago, I asked double shifters in our members-only thread how they were feeling about back to school, and it was a lively, relatable discussion. In the interest of promoting solidarity during this time of year, I am sharing a few highlights, some slightly edited, from the comments with their permission. This is from Double Shift member Alexandra, whose comment received a ton of head nods and amens from the community. She wrote, I am feeling super ready for school to start back up and super stressed. After a summer of limping by week after week with shifting start times and drop-off locations, as the camps change, I am really looking forward to just doing the same thing week after week for a good amount of time. And I'm staring down the late August gauntlet after camps end, but before school starts, of course, where it's just like, may the odds ever be in your favor. I don't know if the pandemic left me lagging or what, but I was not prepared for how busy life can be with elementary age kids. There is so much for them to do and so little independence for them to do it. Right now, I am planning out our standard weekly schedule for the school year, and it is so overwhelming which days they stay at aftercare, which days they do school-based after-school activities separate from aftercare, which days they do non-school activities that they badly want to do. Two activities each builds a totally crazy week. I feel like I spend so much of my life turning things down and saying no, and yet somehow we've ended up becoming your stereotypical overscheduled family anyway. Here I am, checking June 2024 to make sure the ballet recital doesn't interfere with a group camping trip. I'm also going through the school year calendar, trying to pre-book all the things I badly want to make happen because I know that I will get steamrolled if I try to plan it as it comes. I feel like last year was my first non-pandemic year parenting actual kids, not babies, not toddlers. Like when COVID hit, I had zero kids in elementary school and last year I had two. And it really slammed me and now I'm ready for it. So I really want to take my kids on a cross-country skiing foray in the Adirondack sometime. I have to pick the days and book the cabin now, or I won't do it. We really want to go to X museum and never end up doing it. I'm picking which random school holiday we'll do that on now and putting it in the calendar. 
I'm trying to be super mindful of which no school days I want to make into outings and which I want to find childcare for and arrange both early so I don't feel like I'm trying to outrun an avalanche all year long. And I just got an email about early bird sign-up rates for summer camp 2024. I may have deleted that one out of rage. Alexandra, very relatable. All right, next is from Double Shifter Diana. I am looking forward to the routine and predictable hours of school and after care, except for all those random days off, versus the crazy week-by-week arrangements and short hours of summer camps. The last two weeks before school starts will be the hardest with no reasonable camp options in our area, but it's also will be one of the last weeks to soak up memories with my kids while trying to hold down a full-time job. Also relatable. This is from Double Shift member who goes by A. I cannot wait for both kids to be back in school. Second grader starts on August 28th and pre-K three starts on September 5th. Why they start on different times despite both being public schools, I don't know. I thought that because last summer was such a hot, literally mess of working too many nights due to untenable camp hours, I just work part-time this summer. But it was so much worse. By the time I dropped the younger one off at nine and walked home in the heat and cooled off and took a shower and cleaned up the morning mess and took one, uh, it was maybe 10.30. Then I'd have to leave and pick up the older one, who is autistic and simply cannot do aftercare, by 2.30. And if I had an appointment or needed groceries, I didn't get any work done. I feel like I thought I would have more quality time with the kids, but it just felt awful. On the few days I was able to get in the groove with work, I felt so much better emotionally. I felt like I spent the summer just being interrupted and sitting in terrible carpool lines. I'm so beyond ready for my older kid with extra needs to have a regular schedule and spend her days with people who understand her. Teenage counselors can be great, but they cannot give her the predictability and support that an experienced teacher can. So I'm ending the summer resentful that my husband got to carry on with his professional life, mad that I didn't make more progress on my work projects, and frustrated that the camp was so hard for my older kid. I have no idea what I'll do next summer. And my editor's note is, is there anything worse than carpool lines? (laughs) Carpool lines, ah! Okay, here's another one from Double Shifter, Lisa. Reading these comments makes me feel just a little less crazy, a good reminder that my care issues are not my own personal issues, but the result of a totally broken system. We have this narrative that we are totally on our own from ages zero to five, which totally sucks, but if you can afford care, yes, you can, for the most part, get care that covers the workday and a good chunk of the summer. I, too, was counting down the months till my older two got to public school, thinking I'd be home free. Then I realized we couldn't afford aftercare for both now that we have a third and full-time daycare. And oh, wow, now they have homework and after-school activities and so many school-related logistics to figure out, not to mention the jigsaw puzzle and significant expense that is summer care. My older two boys have ADHD, so it can be extra challenging managing them after school. So I end my workday early and finish in the evenings, leaving me little to zero free time. Whew. I hear you, Lisa. So while all of these comments were extremely valid and produced a lot of solidarity, I am excited to end this on a positive note from Double Shifter Emma. She wrote, I am feeling empowered because I and a small group of parents have just successfully fought our local authorities ill-considered and most probably improper in that they didn't follow due process. Decision to axe funding providing one-to-one support for children with additional needs to t- attend after-school clubs along with their peers. 
the decision, which parents only learned about two weeks before the new school year starts, would have meant that we needed to quit our jobs because our children cannot attend the clubs without the support. The council attempted to push it through without anyone noticing, but they miscalculated badly. It has been an incredibly stressful 10 days, but the silver lining has been forming a close-knit group of parents who are passionate about ensuring our children are not overlooked. The next challenge will be ensuring that my son, who is also supported in primary school itself, as cuts have reduced support staff there too. I have to confess that I envy the parents who are worried about normal things like whether or not they have the right school uniform. However, I know that we have this group of allies on our side. Good work, Emma. Way to fight the good fight. I love that story. I'm so glad that you got the aftercare aids reinstated. I hope that reading these comments, hearing these comments on the audio newsletter makes you feel less alone about back to school challenges. Solidarity forever. Thank you so much for being members of the Double Shift. If you enjoyed this, be sure you chime in on our future member threads. And thanks as always for your support. I cannot and I do not want to do this without you.